0: Welcome back to another week of instigating with Clarkie and Drury brought to you by our great friends at Larry Hudson, Chevrolet Buick GMC here in Listowel, Ontario and the Listowel squash courts, Ryan Drury, Chris Clark. It is episode one of season three. We're in season three, Clarkie. Can you believe it? They're still putting up with us in three seasons. That's and what I'm very pleased. That's what yes, happens. Well, Ryan.
1: When you don't have a boss, you can just keep going. Doesn't matter. You can
0: just keep. We can't going. get fired. Right. Exactly. Well, uh, speak for yourself, uh, but we're very <laughs> pleased to be joined by a great special guest, a friend of this program, Mike Hogan, voice of the Argos, handles media relations as well. Hoagie, it's great to have you back on the show, man, and it's great times to talk about the Argos.
2: And, and you know, if, if you want to talk about firing, you've got the right guy. So there's <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> well, I may we yeah. need
2: to consult you then. Perfect. I, I, I could be bought. Um, it's been great. Uh, you know, um, last time we spoke was in mid season or everything was going well. We ended up winning the great cup and mm-hmm. we've been even better out of the gate so far this year. So, uh, yeah, if, if, if you work for the Argos or are a fan of the Argonauts, life is pretty good right now.
0: Yeah, they've been incredible. Nine and one as we speak here. And Mike, I mean, it's one thing to be nine and one, but in every single victory they've scored 30 plus points like they're winning in emphatic fashion and uh, quite a few beatdowns as well. Like they're not just squeaking out victories here. They look every bit like they want to hold on with a firm grasp to that great cup this year. Can anybody beat them? Because you look at the stats leaders, there's our goes littered all over them offensively and defensively we'll touch on some of those guys but like in your mind right now I know sure you're a little biased but like can anybody outside of maybe Winnipeg
2: beat these guys I don't think so well he can I mean it's it's a funny shaped football and weird things happen and and sometimes you you have an off game at the wrong time of the season and uh you end up going home earlier than you want uh, the, the, the start that the Argos have had has has made things better in the second half because we don't have to win that many games to clinch a, a playoff berth, which we can do this week with a win. And we play second place Montreal back to back. And if we win both games, um, we clinch the East in the middle of September, um, which means we're one game away from going to the Grey Cup, um, which will make roster... Uh, make up very intriguing for the next couple of months as as you try to keep everybody fresh and healthy, keep that continuity. Uh, but you're right. I mean, the, the one thing that I think has helped and I know Clark, he goes to most of the games is we are scoring that many points a game. And if we were nine and one right now and winning 12, eight, uh, I don't think you'd have the same buzz around the city as a team that scored 31 points, like you mentioned, in every game except the game we lost, and that's when Chad Kelly got hurt early in that game. So every game that Chad has started and finished, we scored 31 or more points, including Labor Day and Hamilton when the offense struggled all game long, didn't put up 350 yards of total offense, and scored 41 points, uh, which makes no sense. Uh, there were no defensive or special teams touchdowns. There's 41 offensive points on a day where the offense struggled. Mm -hmm. so that's that's why i think people are having so much fun at argo games and again the uh, going back i know i'm on a a roll here but i don't want to forget this because this is a neat stat um you mentioned i do the media stuff part of that is putting together game notes and what i try to do is try to find stuff that's not in the mainstream so i compared the 10 and 1 argos of doug flutie in his first year to the 9 and 1 argos of this year and went back one game from the, the 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 Argo start, so that we were both nine and one at the time. This team has scored four more points than the Doug Flutie team. Wow, wow, that's that's impressive. That is points a game.
1: Yeah, and last so, time, yeah. I was going to say, last time we talked, you said it was in the middle of the season last year, and and you know we were talking about McLeod Bethel Thompson and some guy who no one really knew much about, Chad Kelly. Well, we found out how he was in the Grey Cup when he had to come in and relief. And boy, oh boy, uh, newly signed to a three year contract, this guy is on
2: fire. Yeah, it's funny. the Like the diehard football fan who follows every yeah. brand of football knows who Chad Kelly was sure. when he was at Mississippi State, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Old Miss. Sorry, Chad, at Ole Miss. Um, you know, he was a two time SEC, one first team, one second team, um, national championship uh, with uh, the community college. I don't know if you guys watched Last Chance You on Netflix. The first couple of seasons, I think three seasons, were based at Eastern Mississippi Community College. And Chad went there mm-hmm. and won a national championship before he got back in and went to Ole Miss. So he's actually mentioned in the first episode. Um, so yeah, like he's had success and then he didn't have success in the NFL and did some immature things, a little bit of baggage Mm -hmm. to him. Mm -hmm. And since he's come up here, he realizes the gift he had because he was out of football after the Colts. He was back coaching in this little small town in Mississippi, coaching this community college team, junior college team. And now he's got this opportunity to play football again. And he said, I think it was Grand Island in the Buffalo area. He said, I haven't had this much fun since I was playing minor football at Grand Island. Hmm. So like he's, he's having a blast and everybody's, he's like doing all the right things. So uh, Chad has been better than advertised. We knew he was going to be really good on the field. I don't think any of us expected this, Um, but uh, yeah, we were comfortable flipping him the keys to the car. Um, And that's why we had no hesitation going into the season where others weren't quite sure what to expect because they didn't know uh, much about Chad other than, you know, one game, meaningless game at the end of the season and a fourth quarter in a Grey Cup.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, when you look yeah. at
1: pro sports in general, like foundations are so important. Um, and when you look at the Argos in particular, you got Pinball uh, as the GM, you got Ryan Dinwiddie who just signed a new contract as well, and Chad Ke- Ke- Kelly as your quarterback. That's a pretty good foundation moving forward, isn't it?
2: Oh, absolutely, and the guys on defense—you uh, know, yep. basically all of them. There, there are, there's, it, it's funny because of how how workmanlike this team is. Mm. Um, you can you can have a couple of bad apples in a room and it kind of screws everything up. And the peer pressure in that room is so strong to be perfect every day. Mm. Um, when when Mike Clemens took over um, as general manager in 2019 at the end of the season, when Jim Pop was relieved of his duties. Mike came in on our first meeting. Uh, I was in a boardroom, at Coca-Cola Coliseum, and it was all the football ops people. And he said, I want this team to be the most boring team in sports. And I kind of looked at him and he said, I want people to get used to us doing the right thing every day.
1: Hmm.
2: And so far, so good. I mean, since he's taken over three full seasons, a trip to the Eastern final, a great cup win, and now a nine and one start. He's got, as you mentioned, the foundational players of this team are locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Curly Gittins Jr., long-term contract as well on offense. Um, like, it's it's everybody who has anything to do with the organization is doing it at an exceptionally high level right now. Attendance is up well over 25% per game. Um, it's, you know, we still have a hell of a long way to go, obviously, but we're getting there in an era where a lot of people are you know, unable to, to have that disposable income. You see attendance down in a lot of sports and a lot of teams, and, and we seem to be bucking that trend, and, and it's because of a lot of hard work from a lot of people.
1: And, like, back to the offense, but, like, it's very strong throwing in and running, and we also saw the arm of AJ there late in that game against the Tiger Cats they're having fun maybe it's boring off the field which is good but boy oh boy this team is having a lot
2: of fun on the field last two weeks a 65 yard flea flicker for a touchdown and then the next week uh fullback fullback tailback whatever you want to call him running back option play where he throws a a 20 30 yard touchdown pass whatever it was um they're having fun yeah you know and out comes the Thor hammer for the guy who looks more like thor than any human being on the planet he um, bring For those who didn't see it, he brought the the the, the mythical yeah. or mystical Thor hammer out and pounded the the ground in the hammer with the exactly. Hammer. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they're having fun, and and you know that's that. It's a long season, mm-hmm. and to see the guys this loose at the midway point when some teams are starting to get a little tense, getting close to playoffs, a little hurt, a little dinged up. These guys are having a lot of fun, and that adds to it.
1: And well, a big Chad game, Kelly. Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead, Brian. Turkey. No, no, go ahead.
0: Well, Chad Kelly, I mean, he's he's having more fun than anybody. He's third in the league in pass touchdowns with 18. He leads the league in rushing touchdowns with seven, and he's first in quarterback rating by quite a bit at 115.5. He has just been unbelievable. Another guy on offense, though, that I wanted to ask you a little bit about is a guy that has turned into arguably the biggest play, uh, big play threat in the CFL and that's Devaris Daniels. I mean, this guy leads the league in yards per catch, 21.8 yards per catch. That's obscene, and he's tied for the league lead by virtue of that big play nature in receiving touchdowns with seven. I mean, tell us about this guy, Hoagie, because he is doing some incredible stuff
2: out there. He's, he's crept into the top 10 in receiving yards, and he has, I think, 29 catches, something ridiculously low like that. And uh you know the league leader I think has 80 at this stage like it's 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 a ridiculous difference between first and second uh, sorry first and where he is um he but he's been that guy and it's funny you know when, when he came out of Notre Dame he was a he was a speed freak right he was that deep threat guy and you know he's he's 30-ish now early 30s and he's become more of a precise route runner but now with Chad all bets are off and 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 now he's using the speed that he does have and it's combined now with with seven years of cfl experience um he's now able to just pick zones apart and chad's on the same page as him and there's more of a willingness to go deep with this team and you know devaris was the beneficiary of that a couple of weeks ago he had three touchdowns and 180 receiving yards um like it's just it's it's crazy but He's just in that zone right now. And, you know, he had another touchdown last week against Hamilton. Uh, he's just been that guy. He's, he's He's gone from being a short yardage sort of red zone target into being a guy who can take it, take it deep from anywhere on the field. Uh, he's having a blast, obviously. And all these years in the CFL, he's never had 1,000 yards, and I think he's on pace for 1,100 or so. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he, he and Chad are seeing each other really well right now.
1: Yeah, I Absolutely.
0: should say, Clarky. Clarky, go ahead. You yeah, had, no, uh, I was just the point you wanted to make.
1: Yeah, well, w- Montreal this weekend, as you mentioned, they can clinch a playoff spot. And then you said, you know, we'll have to see down the road about some personnel moves or adjustments as we move forward. But coach doesn't seem to, in my mind, watching the games, like to take the foot off the pedal. He likes it down all the way. They're up big, and Chad Kelly's still going out there um, taking all the reps. I hope. They don't. Um, I hope they just keep it going and, and uh only have one loss at the end of the season. Um, but do you think do you see things differently?
2: Do you think they'll I I do this year because yeah, we've already had all three buys this year, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before Labor Day we've had all three of our, our buy weeks. Nobody else is close to that. So every team's gonna be a little bit more rested than we are down the stretch. Um so I think that they do have to take that into consideration. Um last year they gave pretty well all of the starters, the last game of the season off. Um, Chad Kelly started for Mac, there were backup alignment in there, and you know, mm-hmm. uh guys who are were kind of, you know, either fringe players or bench players were getting an opportunity to go out and 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 play basically uh mm-hmm. a lot more snaps than they would in the regular season. And then they had a buy after that. So so again it was well rested. Mm-hmm. They don't have that luxury this year. They don't have that buy in the middle of September or in October. So I'm I, I'm curious. We we're actually talking about that today at the office, mm-hmm. um, trying to figure out what Din- Dinwiddie's going to do um, because there are options. Like do you play do you play your starters at every home game to keep everything good, and then in, you know you go into Saskatchewan mm-hmm. later in the year, and and Cameron Dukes is under center, and maybe um, when you play, uh, where else? I'm trying to think of where we are uh, in the in on the road. Let's say we're in Ottawa and we've already clinched first place or are on the verge of clinching first place, maybe you give DeVaris Daniels or Curly Giddens mm-hmm. a day off uh, <laughs> or an offensive lineman and get another one of the understudies, a little bit more reps, just in case something bad happens down the stretch. You've got somebody with some game reps in there. So there are different ways to handle this. I don't mm-hmm. know how Dinwiddie's going to do it, but there, yeah. there, it's going to be interesting to watch down the stretch.
0: So on note of Dinwiddie, because we've brought him up before, and Ryan, I mean, he, he's doing such a great job, clearly earning himself, as Clarky mentioned, a, a well-deserved extension. You know, Mike, you've been around a lot of different coaches, coaching personnel throughout your years, and seen uh, a lot of different ways to operate and run a football team. What is it about this guy that makes him special?
2: It's, it's neat because it's, you know, I think you see this in every sport, but maybe football's even a little bit different because of the size of the staff. There are different ways to to operate. And, you know, uh, Clark, he goes back, he'll remember pinball as a coach or Adam Rita as a coach, where they were, you know, just loose. They were just guys who were out there smiling when they, when they wanted to. And, you know, when it was time for business, it was time for business. I don't think Ryan Dinwiddie turns it off um he is type a football and i think the players uh, appreciate that because they know he's in there first thing in the morning uh you know he's at the office at 5 30 when i'm getting up um you know looking at film getting ready for practice and that's him i I mean he is wired 100 percent of the time and you know he's uh, one of the most telling things i've seen maybe the most telling thing I've, uh, i've seen all year was i think it was the second game of the season um I think it was after the BC game uh, where they had the, the six picks and one at home and Ryan Dinwiddie what um, went into the room. And I, I I tried to get down to the room as quickly as possible after the broadcast. And, but I never, I'm never in time for Ryan's speech. And this was on Argonauts.ca. Our, 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 our team of videographers picked it up and Ryan looked at the guys after the game. And he said, I'm really happy to say, this is your guy's room. Now I've done what I've had to, in other words, you know the culture that Pinball and me and the coaching staff have tried to implement. You guys get it. You're professional. You're, you're 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 buying in, and I trust you in the room. The bad apples that may have been in there have been weeded out. This is a professional team. I trust you guys, and I think from a player's perspective, I don't think you can hear any better words from a coach than "I trust you," mm. and I think that has a lot to do with it as well. But that's you know, Dinwiddie's worked hard alongside pinball and Vince Magri and Alex Russell and John Murphy. And uh, that's that's kind of the, the the personnel department and pinball and try, just tried to figure out what they need in terms of X's and O's and who the right player is with that personality to bring in. And, I, I, you know, every box so far has been checked because not only do they have some great athletes, but they've got some great guys with Spectacular work ethics, who are all very smart football players.
1: Mm-hmm. Before I want to ask you a little bit about the Ticats because uh, there are a lot of Ticat fans in this area I'm uh, sorry. Of, the, of the province. I know it's okay though. Um, this Saturday, though, uh, against the Owls down at uh, BMO Field is Pure Later Tackle Hunger Day. Um, uh, just tell us about the event. And of course, it's special to you and I because of who was the main driving force behind it.
2: Yeah, it's and thank you for setting that up the way you did. Uh, Pure later tackle tackle hunger has been going on for twenty years, raising money for food banks. And last week it was in Hamilton, and you know the the proceeds and the food that's donated stays in the Hamilton area in that day, like every other team across the league. This week it's Toronto, uh, and the 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 uh, the food will be going to the Daily Bread Food Bank. Um, we've been uh, we've been working with them quite a bit we've had our players out there uh helping fill boxes and whatever else they need uh bodies for uh on multiple occasions this year uh we wrote them a check for $75,000 this year um and this this week um there will be collection bins at every um gate at Beemo Field the main one is gate 1 easy to remember because it's like the 1 uh, it's right by the Argo locker room in the northeast uh, corner of of BMO Field. We're gonna have a Great Cup there. If you make a donation, you can get your picture with a Great Cup. Pretty simple. A couple of old uh, fan favorites, Noel Prefontaine and mm-hmm. uh, Andre Talbot, both of whom won Great Cups with the Argos. Um, they're both going to be there signing autographs as well. So uh, it's it's a great cause. And Chris Schultz was was the spokesperson of that for a long time. Clark, I think you kind of unleashed him on me back in uh, back in the what was it 20 2005 season? no uh, no it was. I think it was before it was, that it was, it was 90 93 1993 you unleashed him on me then he came back and played a year and then retired yeah, yeah. and then I got stuck with him full time um but yeah Gentle Giant uh he was mm-hmm. a spokesperson for 20 years when he was with TSN and you know he played with the Argos for 8 years and the uh, Dallas Cowboys before that uh, in an era where there were no canadians playing ncaa football he was at a d1 school at arizona mm. drafted by the dallas cowboys started at left tackle for them and you know schultze would give you the shirt off his back and not want anybody to know about it but this was different with pure later, and it was a really good relationship he was a perfect spokesperson for it and he would never ever say how proud he was of something uh, but he was proud to be affiliated with that program. So, tackle hunger means a lot to the people who know Chris Schultz, and um, and uh, Mark Schultz is going to be there to represent mm-hmm. the Schultz family. That's Chris's brother, um, who is uh, a fairly shy human being. So, uh, to get Mark out on the field is, is, is that mean that shows you how much Chris and Pure Later meant to the Schultz family. Kind of missed that Man. guy. In- yeah.
0: Incredible stuff. Yeah. Nobody did it better than Schultz, and no one cared more than him. Uh, incredible that the program's still going on. So if you see or hear this show, before the Argo There's game, the there he is. Nice. There he is. Uh proudly displayed as he should be. If you see or hear this before Saturday's Argo game against the Owls get down there and take part in pure later uh pure later tackle hunger. Uh really important program uh that should be celebrated and participated in. Uh, I want to ask you. Before we uh, take a quick break and switch gears to talking about that other football league, uh, which I, I know and I know you're a Big Eagles fan, it might be a good year for you, Hoagie. Um, before we do I that, though, I, down here, huh? look at this guy. <laughs> oh. That's a media relations guy. He is prepared. I might <laughs> no. Have that's a fan. That's Easter not a media relations. Fan. <laughs> I'm an that's a fan. fan.
2: That's that's my me time when I can watch a game and not have to think about anything other than if they're going to win or lose. Uh, and, I and, love oh, it. Uh, does he have to do an interview afterwards? Exactly. I just like to just sit back and, and, and just, that's my little Zen time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nothing wrong with that. We all need that. I don't know how much Zen time I'll get out of my Patriots this year, but we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll Ooh, talk about that in a minute. Someday. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yes, we're gonna be clashing. Um, before I uh before we switch topics though, so quickly to to just one more uh on the Argos to stick with them. Who would you say, because we've talked about some of the key guys that are involved here, of course, from the front office down, who would you say so far this year is the unsung hero of the Argos season so far on this
2: roster? Hmm. That's a good one. Um I think think a guy that doesn't get enough recognition is a defensive tackle. So by the 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 definition, they're not going to get a lot of love. Um uh, but a guy named Dwayne Hendricks, um, I don't know why he's in the Canadian Football League. Um mm-hmm. I think he should be playing on Sundays. Uh and he still may well do that down the road. He's a guy from Pitt, uh, who kind of went through the 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 the, the NFL ringer and we're happy to have him. He's a spectacular guy, great work ethic. Um, very soft-spoken guy, but a very loud player. Um, he doesn't get love because he's taken up two bodies in the middle of the, of the field all the time, allowing guys like Flower and Imolade, or, uh, you know, if they fire a Darius, pick it off the outside to come in and, and pick that up. But uh, if there's an unsung hero, that would be one. And maybe on the offensive line, every player on the offense or on the offensive side, everybody on the offensive line. Um, they've only given up 10 sacks this year. The Argo all-time record is 18 for low. Um, the Argos lead the league in fewest sacks allowed and most sacks, uh, you know, taken care of. Mm-hmm. They're plus twenty-seven so far. They have thirty-seven sacks and have only given up ten. That's insane. So the guys on each side of the line that get no love. It's you know, you're on offense, you're thinking Kelly and Oled and you yeah. mentioned and curly and defensively, you think of Jamal Peters and the and the interceptions or the guy that gets the picks. Mm-hmm. On this team, it starts and and it's the offensive and defensive lines. and that line has given Chad Kelly time to hang into the pocket so those deep routes develop and and he'll find a guy. and if he if Chad has time, he's going to beat you.
0: Well, Hoagie, I'm glad you brought those guys up because you, you know this, and any good football player, coach, analyst would always tell you this game is one in the trenches. No matter what, all the changes, more air. Yes, the, the passing game is much more uh, pronounced than it's ever been, but the game is still one in the trenches, and those guys deserve all the credit in the world. They absolutely do. We're going to take a quick hold break. On, hold on hold on hold on. Hold, okay. on, hold on, hold on. Okay. hold on.
1: One question about the Thai cats. I, I teased it. Please, we didn't, we please. Didn't... Watching the game on, on Monday, it just looked like Orlando Steinauer looked ejected. Um, yeah. And I guess that happens, but losing your starting quarterback, Bo Levi Mitchell, who they acquired in the offseason, and obviously wanted to run this offense around him is a big blow, but is this team as bad as they looked on Monday?
2: It's, it's, they didn't look good. No. Um, and, and the thing is, I, I looked up the number today and it astonished me. I think it was like, 11 points or so that they've scored in the first quarter this year total we had 17 against them in the first quarter mm-hmm. um the, i don't know what it is it, obviously when you put that kind of money into your quarterback you're building your offense around him and then when he went down they brought him Matt schiltz and their second string quarterback mm-hmm. got hurt so now they're playing a, a, a third string rookie and that's tough on any team mm-hmm. um they still got some players man i mean um uh, my former broadcast partner Natea jay used to think that i had uh uh, I had shares in Tim White because I love I love I just love watching him play. Uh, I think he's fantastic Butler' their running back is is something else. I mean, they've got the pieces there. uh they still have a fairly stout defense even though they gave up 41 but you know you kind of look at that and go how the hell did they give up 41? we need to look at the numbers uh, against them. uh the passing the total yards were fewer than 350 um so there there are some pieces there. They've had some problems. Their kickers have been inconsistent, and both guys have left camp. And Mm. I don't know what's going on down there, but uh, Orlando Steinauer is a spectacular coach and a better guy. And, uh, you know, I have all the affinity in the world for that that coaching staff. Scott Milanovic, there now, uh, taking over, who again, I think the world of, he was the Argo head coach in 2012 when they won a great cup. And I think Jeff Reinbold is an evil scientist uh, Mm. as a special teams coach. There is, no coach, I think, in the league I enjoy watching uh, put his evilness into play than Jeff Reinbold, unless it's against the Argos. Mm. Uh, but, you know, you never know what they're going to do on special teams. So it's it's been a, a curiosity, but they've got a half a season left. They could fix that and they could be a hell of a handful yep. by the time the playoff starts.
0: Yeah, I certainly think so too because, yeah, it hasn't gone right for them and obviously such bad luck with the injuries. I mean, two QBs going down, that's going to kill any football team, but you're right. I still think that they've got enough there to potentially turn this thing around. Uh, We'll see. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, as promised, Hoagie's going to stay on with us. Mike Hogan, voice of the Argos, he's going to stay with us. We're going to chat some NFL football. I can't believe it. It's here. That's next on Instigating. (laughs) Back here on Instigating with Clarkie and Drury, the first episode of our third season. Ryan Drury here alongside Clarkie, and we're pleased to still be joined by our great friend, Mike Hogan, the voice of the Argos and director of media relations for the Argonauts. Great CFL chat in that first opening segment. Now we'll move south of the border, the NFL season as we record this kicking off Kansas City hosting Detroit the Thursday nighter. And then of course a full slate of games on Sunday and the Monday nighter as well. And Hoagie let's start with the, the team, your beloved team, your Eagles boy, they came. Oh, so close Uh, last year. Uh, of course, Patrick Mahomes just getting the better of them. Yes, I know. I know. Hey, the Eagles nicked my guys too that one year. Mm-hmm. All right. But they turned around and won the following season and I think you guys can do the same thing. All right? I uh, I really do believe that Philadelphia has an excellent shot. And I don't know if you want to hear this either, but I do think that they have an excellent shot at making the Super Bowl and winning it this time they are my pick in the NFC I love what the Eagles are all about I love what Jalen Hurts is all about I took him in my fantasy league I think he's going to score me a bunch of points what's your outlook on your Eagles because they might be fly fly flying all season
2: long yeah I think top to bottom it's a better team than it was a year ago um I think the defensive line is is going to be good I mean Jalen Carter, ninth overall, really? Like maybe the best guy in the draft. Um, on the first play in a preseason game, simply took his arms and moved the Minnesota offensive lineman to the side. He just went, boop, and went in and pressure the court. He's crazy. Um, so I think, I you know, we'll see. I'm curious to see uh, a fairly local guy to all of us in Sydney Brown uh, from London who played at Illinois, he might be in line to start on Sunday. So at safety. So as a rookie, that's a pretty big order. But um, on our show on TSN, uh, Gridiron Nation, we focused on Sydney and his brother Chase all year last year. Um, And and we've got a pretty good handle on how good he can be. And as an Eagle fan, when they drafted him, uh, I was I was beyond tickled because I, I just I I'm maybe the president of the fan club. So um, I think they are going to be OK. The offense is going to score a hell of a lot of points. Uh, the offensive line, you know, it was great that they got Kelsey back at center. And, you know, I think a lot of people thought he was going to retire. Um, they've got a deeper offensive line this year, and it was probably the best one in the league last year. They've added some running backs. Uh, you know, you get one from Detroit, one from Seattle. So it's it's a good looking offense. And, you know, can they outscore everybody? I, I, I think they can probably win more games by scoring fewer points, uh, although the offense may score more points than it did a year ago, just because I think the defense is going to be a little bit better.
0: I do wonder if maybe they can go with a little bit more of, you know, depending on the opponent, a ground and pound approach here and maybe save Hertz's legs a little bit because, you know, you're going to let that guy kind of do whatever he wants. He's an artist out there, he can kill you with the legs, but he really took a a huge stride forward, I would say, with his arm, which was a bit of a concern his rookie year. And he really, you know, quieted a lot of doubters, including myself. As I mentioned, I, I took him in fantasy this year I believe in him that heavily he will be my quarterback um but I wonder you know you mentioned adding DeAndre Swift out of Detroit and really varying their ability in the run game I wonder if maybe they will try and save Hurts from escaping the pocket as often as he did last year, which, hey, worked great. Look, they went to the Super Bowl, but I wonder if they take a different approach and just try and conserve some more uh, hits against him for playoff time with this well-rounded rushing attack.
2: By the end of the season last year, he was sliding. Um, yeah. You know, he wasn't taking those or initiating those hits. Um, I think they will do whatever the opponents give them. Last year in one game, I forget I think, I think forget who was against but well, they had over 300 yards rushing as a team, and then the next week they had 400 yards passing. Um, you know, they they can do both, and that's that's the beauty of this offense, especially when you have a guy who runs the run-pass option offense as as well as Hertz does. Um, you know, he's he's truly a triple option threat because he can run, he can pass, and he can throw on the run, and they can they he can pitch the ball like he's just. You never know when he's going to get rid of the football. He's he's a savant in terms of his football IQ. Uh, he picked up the pro game extremely quickly. Um, he's he's a, and he's 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 like Chad Kelly with us, and he's because he's in there and as a type A football guy, and it's just all he does is think football. And this, I saw an interview with him. He said, "What do you do in the offense uh, in the off season, He said, "I I tried to get better." Like, it's, you know, it wasn't all I, I, I went to, you know, the Bahamas for a week. It was, I tried to get better and that's him. He's, he's married to his, his iPad. And, uh, you want to see that out of a quarterback and some guys just take it to another level. And it sounds like Hertz is that guy.
0: It certainly does. I mean, and I've just been so impressed with his evolution, like I mentioned, and the receiving core, basically all back Goddard's coming back. I mean, they have a very well-rounded attack. They showed it off last year. I, I don't see a big dip at all this year. That's why they are my favorites in the NFC, despite what the 49ers can bring to the table. Yes, but can Brock Purdy do it for a full year? A lot of question marks there. There are going to be some teams taking a step back. Uh, I, I got to say, I'm I'm a little scared of Seattle. I think Seattle surprised a lot of people last year. I think that they could take a step forward. They've added some great young players. As you look over, let's assume that, you know, my faith in your Eagles flying to the Super Bowl again comes to fruition. Who scares you in the AFC? Yes, the Chiefs are always going to be involved because of Mahomes, but they've they've taken a bit of a step back too. Guys have departed. Uh, Travis Kelsey has this knee injury to start the season who over in the AFC scares you a little bit
2: because of their quarterbacks they scare me a lot the Chiefs the Bengals the Bills and the Chargers Uh, I was just going to say yeah because I think they I think they can score with anybody and um you know maybe Cincinnati if Cincinnati can keep Joe clean and keep him on his feet that might be the 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 team to beat in the afc it's just it's tough to get back to the dance three times in a row so you just think out of uh out of the odds uh not being in their favor maybe this is the year that the kansas city stubs its toe a little bit at some point uh but uh if there's a team that's there that's that's probably going to unseat them in my view it would be cincinnati they just they they seem to be doing everything right there And uh, a lot of offensive weapons for Burrow to get the ball to. And if they get any play out of their offensive line, I think they're going to be really good.
0: Yeah, it's since he scares me, and I think that they might have one of the deepest receiving cores in the league. I mean, you you look down that lineup; Jamar Chase might have an unbelievable year. I mean, he could get twenty touchdowns. That guy's a freak. Boyd, all of those guys mixing, and I'm I'm glad you brought the Chargers up too because they're kind of my dark horse this year. Like they really disappointed me last year. They they stubbed. You say stub your toe. Did anyone stub their toe more than the Chargers in big moments? No. Yes, they had some injuries, but they're my dark horse. I believe in Herbert. I want to ask you before we let you go, Hoagie. You know, you're you said it. You're the president of the Eagles fan club. So I I genuinely wonder because I like to kind of canvas guys that have been watching for a long time. Who are you? Who is your Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia Eagles? Who would you put up on that four piece mountain?
2: in terms of favorite players or what are the, what are the your favorite guys? This okay. is about you. Who are okay. your guys? Uh, the first, the George Washington position on Mount Rushmore would be Brian Dawkins. And it's not, really I like close. That. although the, the Brian Dawkins, for those who don't know a safety um, did everything you could want on the field, got more out of his team was a talented guy. who got more out of his talent than anybody he was a team leader and was just that guy. You could tell, you know, bled green and just put everything out on the field. Um, I think Jason Kelsey has moved into the number two spot. Um, wow. offensive I like that. Linemen don't get a lot of love. I've never seen a center get to the second and third levels as quickly as he does. He's crazy good. And if you've never seen his speech after the super bowl, when he was wearing the mummers costume, uh, which is a parade down in, in Philadelphia, it is epic. It's not suitable for work. But if you want to see a guy play to uh, to a fan base that wants a blue-collar guy drinking beer, that's Jason Kelsey. Um, who else would I put up there? Wow, that's a tough one. I will I will give some love to a Canadian, Mike Shad. Uh, nice. He played at Queens and, and is from Belleville. Um, he was a first-round draft pick of the Los Angeles Rams back in the day. Didn't work for him there. Buddy Ryan picked him up, started him at guard, and, and he was a Sports Illustrated All-Pro one year um, for a guy who was, quote-unquote, a bust uh, in L.A. He still lives down in the Philly area. And uh, when they he was there at the bottom of the stage. They had alumni there for the parade, right at the bottom of the Rocky Steps. And uh, Shad sent me a picture uh, of him with the Lombardi Trophy that day uh, from the pit. So uh, that was great. So who would my – I know I'm going to say somebody. I will go with – uh, Harold Carmichael, uh, a six foot eight receiver from the late seventies early eighties. Uh, one of the reasons that I became uh, an Eagles fan and stayed an Eagles fan was that I should say I should put a running back. When I when I became an Eagles fan, it was because a quarterback named Roman Gabriel was traded from the Rams to the Eagles, and I was a Roman Gabriel and Rams fan, and I followed him to the Eagles. And one of the reasons why their running back at the time was named Mike Hogan so i should put him on mount rushmore just (laughs) yeah just for real i'll put mike hogan as my fourth guy on on mount rushmore because that's the only only way of mike hogan would become a a Mount Rushmore guy with the Eagles. (laughs) I I love your
0: picks and some old school ones in there too. And yeah, I mean, Brian Dawkins, geez. I mean, you talk about dominance defensively is arguably for a few years, the best of his position, him and Ed Reed going back and forth. My goodness. and I, I don't think I've ever seen a safety hit harder than him. That dude leveled people.
2: When he went to Denver at the end of his career, like he was done in Philly, you know, sadly, but he still thought he had more left. So he signed in Denver. And they played in Philadelphia that year. There was no way I was going to miss that game. Went down, and I'd say 85 to 90% of the jerseys there were Brian Dawkins jerseys. There were home, there were road, there were throwback, there were third jerseys. I sat next to a guy in a Clemson Dawkins jersey. There was a Pro Bowl jersey a couple of rows in front of me. Like it was just totally represented. That fan base loves brian dawkins as much as any fan base loves any player in any sport
0: 100 percent. hey say what you will about philly they love their guys when someone becomes a guy in philly they're a guy and uh, that fan base will really really go to the wood for you and mike you go to the wood for us every time we call you man it's such a pleasure to have you nobody's funner to talk football with than you my friend thanks for doing this
2: Anytime. Absolutely. Anytime at all. Thank you for the opportunity to talk some Argos.
1: I don't want to put you on the spot, but I got to tell you this. Uh Uh, Being down at the first game this year, by far the best giveaway to fans entering a stadium was this.
2: Oh, you got her on. Yes. You you know what? Unbelievable. Okay. What surprised you about it? So heavy. Bingo. This is not cheap. These no, are, these are spectacular rings.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: and you have you get yours twenty five hand- bucks right now on uh, argonauts.ca it's There's still bargain. some available.
1: And do you have yours handy?
2: No, I don't. Oh, okay. uh, I should have. That's what uh, I was going to say. It, the but spot, but... It, they're they're pretty close. Like, they are. Eh? Okay. Yeah, it's uh ours are a little bigger, but it's the same. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, um, like it's the little wave, blue wave on the side, and yep. like it's it's. When I saw everybody, when we saw these, went, Oh my God. Yeah. And like, there's an inscription on the inside of ours, mm-hmm. something Sean Oakman used to say every once in a while. And uh, like, you're even the replica of the ring on the uh, the, num- the score on the side, right? Yeah.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah. The so detail is like, unbelievable. It yeah. really is.
2: So, yeah. like, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. We, uh, we've done a lot of right things this year. And, uh, yeah. Uh, we try to, f- treat our fan base as well as any because they have been so loyal through the years Mm -hmm. when sometimes it hasn't been easy being an Argo fan in the city of Toronto. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our fans have been right there and we see them getting uh, more in number and younger. And we're just introducing more people to a a hell of a fun sport and a a great team in a dynamite venue to watch a game. Um, And we're going to do it again Saturday at one o'clock. So uh, a chance to clinch his playoff spot. And if you, if you're, you know, watching or listening, and you're in the Toronto area. Or just want to come to the GTA for uh, for an afternoon of fun. Um, pop up, pack up the kids and come on down and, and watch some Margo football.
1: And and save 100%. a half hour for us. Uh, Great Cup week to uh, preview the uh, another win. Yes, it's in Hamilton, isn't it?
2: It's in Hamilton. It's in, it's in Hamilton. Perfect. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> if if we go there, the whoever comes out of the east this year is the home team. So that would mean we would be in the Ticats locker.
1: Perfect. Love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The good stuff. Yes, a a great franchise, great winning times right now, great giveaways. Get down there for the Purolator Tackle Hunger Day as well on Saturday. And, hey, a pretty great voice behind it all, too. Mike Hogan, thanks for doing this, pal.
2: Brian Parkey, anytime. You know that.
1: Thank you.
0: All right. We'll take a quick break when we come back. Lots to talk about more NHL deals getting signed. The Jays turning things around. Was I too overreactionary? We'll talk about that next here on Instigating. Back to wrap things up here on Instagame with Clarkie and Drury. Thanks to our great friend, Mike Hogan, voice of the Argos and director of media relations for the team. Uh, Again, uh, if you see or hear this before uh, Saturday, that would be September 9th, get down there they're taking on the owls big east division matchup and it's the Purulator tackle hunger game bring some food items down there donate it's a great cause uh clarky yeah, boy 20 it's, it's
1: 22 degrees sweet. and sunny 22 degrees and sunny it's forecast. gonna be perfect what a hot week it was here Dude. in southwestern ontario ohm or midwestern cooked. ontario it was so hot you know what else was hot the deals at larry hudson's were hot oh my God. very <laughs> hot the deals were hot
2: yeah they still have the demo deal
1: going on 7000 bucks off the demos um there's still some supply um and uh there, there there's some nice trucks at a very reasonable price so come on down to larry hudson's 1000 Wall 70 north in listowel uh, or give me a call at 800 350 3325 of course, you can see all those trucks at LarryHudson.com, but if you have a sales rep, go see them. If not, come see Clarky, like Bill Drury did. Still loves his Malibu. Um, but, yeah, hot deals yeah. and hot weather all week. It's uh, it's really good. And uh, th- the other thing, too, is it's, a, it's, a, it's our third season. The men's league at Listowel Squash Courts is starting up again. A box league, not a ladder league, so we can't have Jacob's Ladder. We've switched right. years to a box league. Little different. Um, I had some physio today on my foot. I was given the clearance to start to resume action. Um, uh-huh. but now my physio guy said, give it one more week. One more week, and I'll be back on the courts. And uh You're you know, Travis Kelsey. You know what that means, right? For the rest of uh-huh. the the rest of the suckers there. They better they better pull up their socks that's all I can
0: okay say. dude that's great yeah. well i can yeah. tell you i can tell you that i'm going to start playing an annual game with al our friend annual Alice, an annual weekly game okay, with our friend game. al
1: okay yes not you're not going to just play him once a year
0: no no yeah annual okay. Is the <laughs> okay wrong
1: yeah a (laughs) weekly game
0: (laughs) i feel i feel like i play once a year so uh, i'm an (laughs) annual athlete but now i'm going to become a weekly a weekly athlete
1: here's the other thing too though i was told i had to keep take it easy to start and no pushing Uh things i mean so maybe you and i should go over and play because you know i could we can do
0: that next week next play you you left-handed probably
1: Will well, I don't know about that.
0: I'm a pretty good tennis player. I know it's a different sport, but yeah, I can I can tennis. throw a ra- I can throw a racket around, dude. So just <laughs> y- you wait. <laughs> uh, okay. I, okay. Also, speaking
1: of throwing rockets around.
0: Dude. Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to because off your brilliant throw, the the weather throw, I, I got to say one of your finest moments. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. You should have been a 50s ad man. You were born. <laughs> uh, you were born too late. <laughs> you know what else was hot out there, folks? The deals down at Larry Hudson Chevrolet. <laughs> you, dude. <laughs> it's yeah. cre- it's exactly. great. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That was that was fantastic, yeah. man. The deals uh, are got, hot, man. The deals are hot down here at I, I, I gotta
1: tell you, <laughs> oh boy, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to keep going here. Oh, I gotta no. tell you, dude. And
0: this is I'm sorry. And this is <laughs> totally under. I'm crying through my glasses right now, man. <sighs> I'm sorry. I got to tell you, too, it's going to be even dumber because it has nothing to do with sports. But speaking of heat, I just bought the greatest thing I've ever bought since my custom coffee maker. Dude, which would be hot too?
1: the coffee maker would be hot.
0: It's hot, dude. It's hot, but not as hot as this thing. I've been in your kitchen and I don't know if you do have one of these. So correct me if you don't. Dude. Do you have an air fryer? fryer?
1: I knew you were going there. Uh, so here's the deal: my oven it has an air fryer built in. I have an air fryer button on my oven.
0: Really? Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, I I didn't realize we were that advanced. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean we didn't mm-hmm. put a man on the moon, so. Yeah. Um, dude, I I. Was like okay, I gotta have one of these. Kate's brother made me hot dogs in one the other day, and I was like, I I need one of these, man. It was the perfect dog, a juicy jumbo. See you later. I was like, I need I need this air fryer, and so I went online. Was like, I gotta see like maybe they're on sale. Sure enough, they were. I got like a two hundred and thirty dollar air fryer for ninety bucks. Whoa, um, a five liter one too. Like a, a dude, I i made uh i made pierogies in it
1: yeah like Next frozen level. ones you just throw them in and dude they crisp pierogis, up and they're good eh? yeah mm. so
0: that you you toss the frozen pierogies like you yeah, there's no yeah. preheat on these things like no it, it's no incredible. you put them in yeah you put the you put stuff in there and it comes out perfect you toss the Progies in a bit of oil. You throw them in there in a lair. Good night. I I couldn't believe how well, unreal this was, dude. Well, that's good. And if 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 Paderno air fryers want to sponsor this show, <laughs> I can't say enough yeah. good things, dude. Okay. Um. Now now I mentioned that you know we 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 had hot dogs in one and that inspired yeah. me to get it. Eat hot dogs at the ballpark. Maybe things turning around like my air fryer life for the Blue Jays. Now, mm-hmm. I would have preferred. Why? Because they beat the this, Oakland A's? Come on. Now, listen, I know. I know. But it's not so much what the Jays did recently against the Rockies and A's. And yes. Ideally, would you like sweeps or at least one sweep there against horrifically bad teams? Yeah, Yes, you would. And as we record this on Thursday, the 7th, they're going to head into a three-pack against Kansas City. They got to sweep Kansas City. However, maybe not because, again, it's not so much what the Jays are up to. It's what the Texas Rangers are up to. Oh, my goodness. A team who has spent half a billion dollars on their roster the last couple of years, Simeon coming in there and all those guys, man. Oh man. They are soiling themselves down the stretch here. That's that last series against state rival Houston. They got leathered. I think they lost 14, one 14, three and 12, four or something like that. They got stapled by the world series champion Astros. And man, if they, Continue free falling like this. The Jays, who as we record this, sit half a game above those Rangers in the final wild card spot. And here's where the season literally might come right down to it. Clarky, three pack coming up here against KC, mm-hmm. and then a four pack against those Rangers. They gotta take three of them. They They got to take three from the Rangers and staple themselves into a good push down the stretch. I think they got to play the Yankees again, which I mean, the Yankees are a whoa they haven't been this bad since 95 they're a disaster um it's a shame maybe they can squeak in and god they better because again i stand by what i said if they miss the playoffs they'll be the most disappointing jays team of all time and well, man part of me wants dis- them to
1: may- miss the playoffs They, i really do part of me walking them- points so, like just so maybe they they get rid of the uh the atkins well Pirate duo. Uh, I don't know. So I'm don't not think impressed. Shapiro's never happened anywhere. No, well, that's I, what people I are saying. And he's running, he's running the ship no matter who has the title of general manager. He's running the ship. There's no question about it in my mind. Oh, I, but the other I think thing everything too is, goes
0: over his desk. Like yes.
1: Seattle, um, who has all oh. those spots right now, they have a tough schedule coming up. And if the Jays in a perfect world get that third wildcard spot, they play the Twins, like, and those other two teams, Seattle and whoever, uh, Houston or Texas or whoever it would be. Uh, no, it would be Tampa. Um, would have to play each other. The third spot this year in that wild card in those wild card standings has the best track to the American League Divisional Series. They really it do. would be
0: very. It would be very interesting, <clears throat> and I, I would like their chances against the Twins, of course, mm-hmm. but got to get there guys and man you know vladdy i'm getting sad dude i and i I have him in my fantasy league and overall my team's great my team's great not that he was my he was my first pick i took him sixth (laughs) overall no and he has he has saddened me thank god for pete alonso playing for me at first base as well um because man oh man vlad is making me sad Mm -hmm. i don't know if you realize this clarky Vlad just set the record <clears throat> for most ground into double plays or, or just hit it. hit into double plays. Yes. Yeah, I know. Before the age of 25 in major league baseball history. Now let's let's get this out of the way. The, the caveat here obviously is that he was good enough at like 2021 20, to be in this league. A lot of guys don't start sure. playing in this league till they're 24 25. So so yes. Much more opportunity than guys who are 25 or sure. older coming into league to yeah. hit into double plays. Yeah. How and and if you look down the list, I mean, there's a lot of great <laughs> names on there. You know, Al Kaline and the like. Go down the list. There's some all time greats on there, but just why does he have to be the one that has the record? I believe it's 89 now as we record this. Man, the grounding into double plays this year has been obscene. Mm-hmm. And I I just I'm struggling and I want to pose this to you. Do you think he'll ever hit 40 bombs again? And I know <laughs> to some that's probably a wild question to ask because he is what that's 26? an
1: embarrassing question to ask.
0: Do you think it's an embarrassing question?
1: Yeah, what what happened saying, to this guy? Like, like there should be no question this guy can hit 40 home runs in a season, but Shouldn't to even be? ask the question is is embarrassing to him. And he doesn't and, even have 30. I know. I hear you. Um, yeah, I think he will. I think he he's he's got too. to get better. I just, he's got man, to get better. I'm, and I don't know yeah, where the problem is. I don't know if it's mechanics. I don't know. I really don't know um but mechanics approach approach you know his
0: teammates around him that don't set him up well sometimes yes well
1: I, but this is, his teammates have nothing to do with him grinding into double plays
0: i like I, unless I it's like
1: Alexander i understand Kirk that but well anyway i i don't know and then alec manoa another setback for manoa so dude, that's that's not good I, either
0: I respect the guys, you know, I, I don't even want to speculate here. No, no, not speculating. Um, and, I just said the back privacy here, but, but yeah, like he, he's not even with the Bisons right now. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they've put him on, on administrative leave, I believe. And, um, I just hope the kid's okay man. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. yes, we yes, we've ragged on them and and all the hitters that have, you know, not performed the way they should this year and and Minoa after coming off of being nominated for a Cy Young has crashed back to earth. It's been a tough year. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just hope the kid's okay, man, because I like the kid. I think he's a big dog, and he likes to go out there and compete. He seems like a fun kid, and I just want this kid to be all right. I I want him to do whatever it takes to get himself right and come back next year and start ripping sliders at guys' knees again. I I just want this kid to be all right, because he's a fun, fun kid to watch when he's slinging it, man. And last year,
1: he was great. I just hope they're taking the right approach. uh, That's all I hope. I just hope for everything um, that is surrounding this story, I just hope they're taking the right approach. Was the right approach? Like, he didn't pitch bad. Like, he pitched a couple of good games after his recall from Florida. Um, Yeah, in Detroit there, yeah. I just hope they're doing the right thing. That's all. Me too. I just hope uh, as a person too. You know what I mean? Like, not even talking about a baseball player as much as I hope they're doing the right thing for Alec Manoa. Me too. Me too. And, and Quickly, putting a guy a in Buffalo notes. isn't usually a good sign for anybody.
0: It, yeah. <laughs> okay. In any sport. Uh, we apologize to our friends in Buffalo. Uh, I, I think it's a cool town. All right. A couple quick notes. Obviously, Jake Sanderson signing a giant deal with the Sens. Ugh. They're banking on all these young guys. They're signing wow. everybody. Every And, and on <laughs> one side, you look at it and say, everyone's staying. Everyone is staying on the dice That though, never happens. They? They're rolling the dice on, on some of these. Timmy mm-hmm. Stutzla and and Kachuk, those are slam dunk players. Yep. Like, no yep. problem. I love Shabbat. I love Chikrin. This Sanderson kid, really good. Boy, I, I hope it works out for them. Over eight point zero five million when the deal kicks in. I like the kid, a highly, highly touted prospect. Yep. But uh, it, it's interesting. Do you think the Sens make the playoffs this year? Corpus Allo in goal. They bring him in. They bring Chikrin in. Do you think they can make it? I think they get in. I think, I think they can make it. Team.
1: I think they can make it for sure. Uh, I think the most interesting team in the uh, East this year is going to be the Boston Bruins. Just to see... What happens to the team that set the record for most points in a regular season last year? I think
0: it's Buffalo. I think Buffalo's <laughs> no, the most but, interesting
1: bu- team. But Yeah, and I agree. Buffalo is on the way up. I'm just saying. I Boston know what you mean. Take a huge, huge fall from Grace. Who's playing center, or, man? disgrace. Oh, geez. Who's yeah. playing center? I know. it's well, So we'll have to see what big. happens with Boston. But uh, yeah, Ottawa has got some so work. If, if Ottawa and Buffalo make the playoffs, who doesn't? Pittsburgh, yeah, it, they didn't make it last year.
0: Well, they didn't make it Florida, last Florida. I don't think they'll make it this year either. Florida, I Florida will, I think Florida will still make Islanders, it.
2: Islanders. I don't Rangers. think the Isles
0: make it. I actually think the Rangers could miss. I really do.
1: Well, if the Scherzer Rangers are either going to continue win, his downfall. the The Rangers will the either
0: win their division or yeah, not make the playoffs. The playoffs. That's <laughs> that's my that. There's a hot take for you. Sorry to our friend Johnny Lazarus. I just that's how I feel. They're so boom bust. Yeah. Like they you know, and they're old too. Yep. Um yeah, anyway, it, you know what interesting.
1: It was a hot week, and this was a hot show. It was good. It was good,
0: man. It was good. Season three off with a bang. It's gonna yeah. be incredible. Obviously, good news as well. Uh finally, PWHL Professional Women's League, a really united front. It's fantastic, great player signings going on right now. The draft's coming up. We're gonna get somebody on very, very soon to discuss this new league. I, and I know Your you old you Buddy me that. Berkey.
1: You sent me the message. I'm I'm working on him. I haven't got a hold of him yet. But
0: Berkey is uh, one of the directors. We'll I, I mean, he's the head of the yeah. whole thing up there. Uh you know, it, it's it's really really needed and and an impressive and great step for professional women's hockey. We're going to have some great guests in the future to discuss the new PWHL. Yes. We really appreciate Mike Hogan, the voice of the Argos, the director of media relations, for coming on this week and discussing the Argos, CFL, hot, hot guest, absolutely, and the NFL. Good luck to his Eagles this Sunday against my Patriots. Uh, Take the Patriots uh, on the spread. Take the Pats on the spread, guys. We can still play defense. It's a hot betting tip for you there. Thanks to our great sponsors, Larry Hudson, Chevrolet Buick, GMC, here in Listowel, the Listowel Squash Courts, hot play or hot at pie. listable Squash Courts. How about that? Unbelievable. We appreciate you guys listening and watching. You can watch this show Friday nights at 8, Sunday nights at 9 with our friends on Whiteman TV. That's channel 6 for Whiteman subscribers. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel Friday nights at 9 p.m. Follow us on social media at InstigatingPod. Find the podcast version on all your favorite podcast apps. Season 3, off with a bang. More Instigating next week.
1: It's hot.